Chapter 60, Puerto Madryn, Argentina. Search for the Magellanic Plover. It was a 27-hour bus ride to Bariloche, another five hours crossing the border into Osorno, and finally 12 hours back to Santiago. It was a really exhausting journey, and my girlfriend was not happy. I woke with the first light coming in through the windows on the side of the bus. I looked outside, and it was grey and miserable in Santiago. It looked like the weather had worsened here as well. We met up with my father, who was doing a homestay on a Spanish course. We went up the mountain near the city on a cable car, all the way up to a statue of La Virgen at the top. The view was spectacular, especially up to the Andes, but looking down into the city showed us just how polluted it was. An orange-brown layer of smog hung over the whole city. After a few days of sightseeing, I was really starting to miss birding. On my father's last day, I thought it would be nice to get him out and see some of the Andes. There was a place Tim had been to near Santiago called El Yeso. It was a bit of a pain to get there on the subway, bus and collective taxi and took three hours in total. We started walking from the town of San Gabriel along the river. I saw a few birds including the endemic Chilean mockingbird. A little further up two rivers joined, the emerald green Rio Yeso and the dirty brown Rio Volcán. The green and brown swirled and mixed like coffee and milk. We turned off the main road and up the Rio Yeso Valley, where almost no traffic passed. An old man was walking up at the same time, pushing his bike, which I thought a little strange that it wasn't that steep at all. He greeted us and offered my dad a swig of his beer bottle, which he pulled out of his bag. My dad politely declined in Spanish and said it was a little early for him. We walked up and up the gravel road, admiring the beautiful Andean scenery, and tried to catch the odd bird through my binoculars. The birds were fairly few and far between, but we did see a couple of huge Andean condors sailing past above. I pointed out the bright orange female torrent duck to my dad, ducking under the water at the fast-flowing river way below. The bird I was really keen on seeing was a crag chilia, a brown and white endemic species to Chile. My dad pointed one out when we sat down for a sandwich and I rushed off to get a photo. My mission accomplished, I was happy to start heading back down. After a short while, a car stopped and offered us a lift. Inside were a couple of off-duty police officers and a government official, who my dad chatted to all the way back to San Jose de Maipo, saving us quite a lot of time. In the evening, we went for a goodbye meal at a nice seafood restaurant near our hostel. The whole interior was done out in an ocean theme, and the waiters and waitresses even dressed in sailors' uniforms. It was quite expensive in the end, after drinks and desserts, but my dad made himself feel better by converting it to pounds. The next day we crossed back over the Andes into Argentina, this time in the middle of the country and not in the south. The mountains were stunning and we passed the highest peak on the continent, Aconcagua. I'd heard a lot of good things about the city of Mendoza and decided to spend a couple of days there. There was a little cactus garden in the middle of a big park that was absolutely filled with hummers. One was a red-tailed comet, certainly one of the most spectacular birds I've seen. It was shimmering green in colour and had a long bright red tail. It really took my breath away. We also checked a nearby hill with dry scrub. The bushes were alive with birds, and one of the prettiest were the little grey hooded parakeets, chirping and squeaking while nibbling on dry leaves of the bushes. We walked further up the hill and came to a parked police car from which a big policeman came out with a bulletproof vest on and a shotgun and asked us what we were doing. He told me to be careful with my camera and binoculars, as there had been some thefts in the area recently. He motioned his head to some poor housing down the hill. It was obvious to him who the culprits were. 
He seemed a very friendly guy and didn't even ask to see our IDs. I said we would be careful and carried on walking up the hill wrecked with paranoia. We weren't robbed and saw quite a few interesting species, including the very dull-looking Steinbach's canastero, which is an endemic species to Argentina. After reaching the top and taking a few pictures, we walked back down to town. From Mendoza, we were heading back down to Patagonia to pick up where we'd left off. After so many long journeys recently, the 24-hour bus ride didn't phase us at all. Apart from a few snow-capped mountains at the beginning, the scenery was pretty dull for the whole way. The mountains got lower, and then it was flat as far as the eye could see, for hours on end. At one point we passed hundreds of olive-green burrowing parakeets, lining the telephone wire in a small town. The bus arrived in a rainy Puerto Madryn, earlier than expected. We found a nice modern hostel with a friendly atmosphere called El Gaulicho. We were really tired but also hungry, so we went out for a couple of triple panchos, which is what hot dogs are called in Argentina, followed by an ice cream at a local diner. My girlfriend had a nap, but I really wanted to get out, and I went for a walk along the beach. There were a few common coastal birds, but nothing too exciting, until scanning a group of two band-aid plovers on the beach. I saw one looked a little different. It was a Magellanic plover, the bird that Tim and I had spent hours with our faces in the icy wind, walking around the big lake on Tierra del Fuego searching for. It wasn't such a spectacular bird, just brown and white with orange legs, but what a relief it was to see it. That also meant that I might not have to hitchhike a hundred kilometres down the coast now. I planned to be up nice and early the next day, but I woke up feeling like shit and it was pissing it down outside, which was all the persuasion I needed to keep me in bed a little longer. I'd hoped it would clear up after a while, which it did. We made it to Playa Union on three buses and got dropped off at a windswept river mouth. We walked down to the sea and checked out the bird situation, which was miserable. No rocky coastline to look for my target, Chubbut steamer duck. I got a horrible sinking feeling in my stomach when we got there, realising that the day was probably wasted. We started walking the other way along the river towards town and things got slightly better, but it was still cold and windy. There were a few swans and ducks on the river and a pair of flamingos on the other side. The most interesting birds I saw were pretty drab and had funny names like the scale-throated earth creeper that sounds almost like it had been made up to make fun of birdwatchers. About eight kilometres further on, we were back in Rawson and got a bus straight back to Trelew. There we had a 20-minute wait for our next bus, and I went over the road to check out a lake across from the bus station where I saw lots of cool ducks, including the yellow-billed pintail and lake duck, which was a lifer. We dozed off on the bus on the way back and woke up in Puerto Madryn feeling dreadful. <laughs>